I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a I once again we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. Oh, it's a blessing to take and have this opportunity to be in your home by means of radio. And uh, uh, some people listen not only just in their house, but in many other areas with people that sort of email us from time to time and say they listen from all types of different places, but mostly as far as the homes is concerned. So thank you for welcoming us into your home or wherever. And uh, it's good to have you to be part of the listening audience from this station that airs our program. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we're reading verse 1 and 2, our thought for this particular time. And we'll give you sort of a little thought to sort of whet your appetite, see what you think about our topic. We're going to talk about the subject of fish tales. Have you ever heard someone tell a fish tale? I heard this one time. I heard that a man caught a fish that was so big till the photograph weighed three pounds. Can you imagine? Boy, that was some <laughs> that was some whale of a tale, was it not? You said, "What are you saying, brother Mon? What is a What's a fish tale? Uh, just an inaccurate report of an event. It actually is a lie. Now, what's happened, this has crept into Christianity. Sometimes to make Christianity more desirable, more meaningful, we give a false concept. And what is that? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 2. We're going to find what that is. If you would like to correspond with us, you can do so. We're as close as the keyboard there. It's just F-O-M-M. And that dot, that period, dot org, that will bring you directly to us here at uh, the uh, our website. You can sort of uh, search around and uh, stay away from the pictures. And uh, uh, if there's something you like that we can help you with, please be sure to especially leave us a prayer request, uh, if you will. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. What does it mean to take and give an inaccurate report of Christianity to make it more desirable and meaningful. All right. A false concept. What what are you actually doing? Talks about the ministry in verse one. Then he says, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness. Now listen very closely. Nor handling the word of God deceitfully. You know, you wouldn't think that people would do that, would you not? You know, but some people... As far as we think about even the Bible, they use the Bible to make money. And uh, yeah, they take and open the Bible and preach and speak from the pages of Holy Red here. And they do it just because it's a means to make, you say, what's happening? Handling the word of God deceitfully. What if you were to take and uh, to make 
Christianity, so-called Christianity to you more desirable and meaningful to make people come to your what, your way of belief or something, you sort of present a false way. What is that? Handling the word of God deceitfully. We cannot do that. For that being true, people say today, they have been involved in things like this. I have talked to some people, and perhaps you could get the same result sometimes if you ask people about their relationship to the Lord. Sir, are you a Christian? Sir, is Christ your Savior? Sir, do you know that heaven's your home? Sir, and you go on with this, and eventually the man says something like this, I tried that and it didn't work. What? You, you did what? I tried this Christian thing and it did not work. My friend, you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't try the gospel. You said, what are you talking about? The gospel works. How do you know it works? Because it worked on me. I know personally, some of you can actually say, amen, Brother Mon. I know the gospel works today as it did 2,000 years ago. There's still power in the blood. Amen? It works. But if you give a false concept, now let me give you some fish tales. Now, some of this may stir some of you up and may stir some of you up to maybe even write to us or send us an email. I was in a situation one day where there was a young man at the altar and he was crying and weeping. I said, something's wrong with you. In fact, another pastor was dealing with him. And he said, sir, someone told me not long ago, if I would ask Jesus to save me, and if I'd make things right with God, the Lord would straighten out my legs. And he said, preacher, it don't work. Look at my legs. And he was still crippled. My friend, that's not what salvation is. Uh, my friend, being saved, that doesn't mean God's going to take and straighten out your legs or heal your eye or heal you of cancer. That's not what being saved. You said, what are you talking about? Handling the word of God deceitfully, sometimes to make it more desirable and meaningful and to get people to our side or our belief a little bit. We say some things about Christianity that's not necessarily true. And basically it's only a fish tale. My friend, asking Jesus to save you doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to heal any part of you. Now he can. Ah, uh, yes. We think about the divine healer now, not divine, not we think about uh, those who are involved in uh, so-called healing today. I believe in divine healing. You said, what does that mean? God can do what he pleases. And there is no limits with God. We cannot limit his power. Some people said this, if you'll get right with God, if you'll get saved, God will repair your marriage. Not necessarily. That's just a fish tale. My friend, we don't get saved for God to repair a marriage. We get saved so that God will give peace in my heart and my sins will be forgiven, my friend. And I can have hopes, oh, that blessed hope of heaven, glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, not, to, uh, not to restore marriage. Oh, if you get saved, my friend, he'll put an end to your financial difficulty, fish tails. My friend, if you get saved, you might... Wind up now, you start honoring God with your funds. Your funds may get uh, to where even though God promised to supply your need, there may be some difficulty there. That's not what Christianity is all about. We think about giving people the gospel. Don't add something to that that it does not bring. Just to have people maybe to think about it a little more. Some people say, well, if you, uh, if you get saved, what will happen is all your depression 
and your mental anguish and discouragement and doubts will dissolve away. You'll never doubt again. Fishtail. Oh, as long as you're in this old body, my friend, you're going to doubt. Ah, but I tell you what salvation does. Salvation gives peace on the inside. The world may be crumbling down on the outside, but peace on the inside. But salvation doesn't necessarily settle your nerves physically, my friend. Do you understand? Sometimes what we do is to make Christianity more desirable and meaningful. We present a false concept and people say, I tried it and it didn't work. That's not fair. Salvation through Christ does work. The gospel still works. People say something like this. Well, after you get saved, what God will do, God will bring you daily happiness and joy and victory, and you'll have heaven on earth. Fishtail. Oh, yes, he gives joy. But see, that's for the inside. Oh, as far as your life here on this earth, oh, maybe still up and down physically, you know? As far as trials and tribulations and things that come your way, yes, God's not obligated after salvation to remove all those things. That's not what salvation's all about. That's a fish tale. Some people say something like this. Oh, if you get saved, uh, what God will do is bring you some new friends, everlasting friends that will stick with you forever and love you till you die. Fish tale. You said, doesn't, if you get saved, will God give you some new friends? Well, yes, but that's not what salvation's all about, my friend. Salvation's in and through Christ. Hence, people say, well, well, I became a Christian and everybody turned against me and I made this profession of faith and I had, you know, when it comes to the gospel story, trusting Jesus Christ to be your savior, trusting his finished work is a work that's done on your inside, my friend. It's a work that's done in the heart, for with the heart man believeth. And it's that that God gives on the inside. And as far as this old flesh is concerned, my friend is still heading for the grave. I've heard this fish tale. Oh, if you'll get saved, what'll happen? The Bible will become clear to you. You'll be able to understand it. What'll happen is the author will reveal these truths to you. My friend, once again, fish tale. You know how you you know how you understand the Bible, how you grasp the Bible? Yes, you need God on the inside, and that's what salvation brings. But what does it come through? It comes through study. Did you hear me? Study. You said, well, somebody told me if I got saved, I could understand the Bible, and I still don't understand it. That's not grounds for getting saved where you can understand the Bible, you know? Salvation, again, is for the inside. You understand what I'm talking about. I don't want to present something about Bible-believing Christianity to make it more desirable and meaningful and, in essence, give a false concept and people say it didn't work. It does work. Oh, once again, how do I understand the things of God? I get close to God and I study his word. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Just because you get saved, that doesn't mean God's going to take and make you a Bible scholar. All oh, to become knowledgeable in this book. Once again, it takes study. Am I your enemy for telling you the truth? You said, what are you saying, Brother Mon? Oh, I'll be honest with you. From time to time, I believe even in the ministry that God's given me before long, some almost 50 years, uh, I've presented some things maybe that Christianity didn't necessarily 
produce, and I give a false concept, and, and I don't want people to say, Brother Mon, I, I did what you told me, or I did what I thought the Bible said, and for some reason it didn't work. It does work. Present truth. What is the gospel? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. What is that? If I trust Christ to be my Savior. I'm not talking about some joining the church and being a good guy. I'm talking about if I trust what Jesus Christ did for me and dying for my sins, I can have forgiveness in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. All right, salvation, that comes all to my inside. And oh, yeah, uh, and actually I become a new creature on the inside. And as this inside man grows, he helps overcome that old flesh a battle between the flesh and the spirit. I always, yes, have this flesh. I'd like to know that God's going to completely do away with it, you know, at salvation, but he does not. I have this until I die. I have to reckon it dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto Christ. I don't want to say some things about Christianity that presents a false concept to what people can say to me when I talk with them about Christ. Brother Mon, I tried this Christian thing and it didn't work. It does work. I know it works. And so if you can say this, I know it works. Ah, uh, if you trust Christ, if Christ is the center of that gospel story, if Christ is at the center of your life, and then my friend, he gives Christian growth and Christian help, and a lot of these other things that we say can accompany Bible salvation. But I dare not tell fish tales. The gospel still works today as it did 2,000 years ago, and that's no fish tale. Until next week, the same time, Fisher Mund saying goodbye.